Hello guys, I welcome all of you to today's farmcast. Again guys, today I'll be discussing five drugs of choice. And as usual, at last I'll discuss one doubt, one concern which was asked by a student. And that concern is what to do on the day just before the exam. That is the last day of your preparation. What are you supposed to do? So guys, I'll discuss that uh, in the last part of the farmcast. So let us begin with uh, our drug of choice the first condition for which we are supposed to discuss today alphabetically so again we are guys cruising with alphabet C and what comes uh, today is clonidine withdrawal hypertension guys clonidine is an antihypertensive drug and as all of you know it is an alpha to agonist now to make you understand why we use a particular class of drug for treatment of clonidine withdrawal hypertension first of all what you need to understand is why there is hypertension whenever I stop clonidine, right? There must be some must be some reason behind it. So let us try to understand. See, first of all, the risk of hypertension, clonidine withdrawal hypertension, is higher if the patient is on long-term therapy plus if the patient is on high dose. Means clonidine withdrawal hypertension is dose dependent as well as duration dependent. Why does it happen? I mean, what is the reason? See, guys. The longer I use, uh, the higher doses uh, if I use, then what happens? There is a down regulation of the alpha-2 receptors which are presynaptic, right? So the number of alpha-2 receptors, they decrease and which are supposed to what? Which are supposed to block the release of norepinephrine. So when there are lesser number of alpha-2 receptors, the block in release of norepinephrine does not take place. So there is an exaggerated release of norepinephrine after I stop. Clonidine. So, clonidine withdrawal hypertension is centrally mediated. That is the first thing you need to remember. And because of that, that centrally mediated increase in release of norepinephrine has an effect on the periphery. That is, in periphery what happens, these norepinephrine, they act upon your alpha-1 receptor and they cause vasoconstriction. And that causes hypertension, clonidine withdrawal hypertension. And guys, in clonidine withdrawal hypertension, what am I supposed to use? See, the cause here is alpha-1 receptor where norepinephrine is acting. That, is means, that means I need to use an alpha blocker. And the alpha blocker of choice is a parenteral one that is IV fentolamine. So guys, remember here, clonidine withdrawal hypertension drug of choice is intravenous fentolamine. What is the cause? The cause is long-term and high-dose use, which causes down-regulation of presynaptic alpha-2 receptors. Right guys, so those are the important things which you need to remember in clonidine withdrawal hypertension. Now let's move on to our next disorder that is Clostridium difficile infection. So all of you know guys, Clostridium difficile infection, it causes pseudomembranous enterocolitis, right? And to begin with, pseudomembranous enterocolitis is uh, mostly antibiotic associated, right? Antibiotic associated. So one thing you need to remember, which are the most common cause? Guys, in, the, in today's world, the most common cause of pseudomembranous enterocolitis are third generation cephalosporins and amino penicillins like amoxicillin and ampicillin. Third generation cephalosporins like ceftriaxone, followed by fluoroquinolones, followed by clindamycin. So clindamycin is a very potent cause of pseudomembranous enterocolitis, but it is not most common. What is the reason? The reason is very simple, guys, because it is not that commonly used nowadays, right? So the most commonly used antibiotics invariably, if you have seen in your internship or your practice, you must have seen that cephalosporins, 
third generation one and amylopenicillins these are the most commonly used antibiotics nowadays now coming to the drug of choice guys what is the drug of choice for our pseudomonas enterocolitis think is it vancomycin or is it metronidazole guys let me clear the air for you metronidazole used to be the drug of choice but currently the drug of choice has changed and it is oral vancomycin the role of metronidazole currently is only as an add on drug in severe cases I use a combination of uh, oral vancomycin with intravenous metronidazole. Now let me tell you a few alternatives to vancomycin in case the patient is not responding to vancomycin. It is a resistant case and the patient is having multiple recurrences despite using vancomycin. Then we have two alternatives. These are fidoxamycin and rifaximin. So four drugs you need to remember vancomycin, metronidazole, fidaxomycin, rifaximin. Single best drug of choice has been asked many times guys. Your answer is oral vancomycin. Most common cause third generation cephalosporins as well as aminopenicillins also has been asked recently in your exams. Now let us move on to our third disorder CML chronic myelogenous leukemia. Now let me begin by telling you one fact. CML or chronic myelogenous leukemia is the most commonly asked leukemia in your exams, be it NEET exam, JIPMA, AIMS, PGI, everywhere, right? To begin with, what is the drug of choice? Think guys, think, what is the drug of choice? The drug of choice is a BCR-ABL tyrosine kinase inhibitor, which is the first generation drug of this class and it is imatinib, I-M-A-T-I-N-I-B. Right, it is a BCR-ABL tyrosine kinase inhibitor of first generation. Now, if you remember this much, your problem won't be solved because they have started asking what if the patient does not respond to imatinib. In that case, I'll be using second generation of BCR-ABL tyrosine kinase inhibitors like bosutinib, nilotinib and ponatinib. In case the patient even does not respond to these three second generation drugs, and the patient is not responding to these drugs because of a specific mutation called as T315I mutation. In that case, I'll be using a third generation BCR-ABL tyrosine kinase inhibitor and that drug is ponatinib. In case the patient does not respond even to ponatinib, in that case, guys, I'll be using omacetaxin. Omacetaxin is a BCR-ABL protein inhibitor. In case the patient even does not respond to mastitaxin, the last option that I have here is interferon alpha. Right, so interferon alpha is very effective, but we do not use it as a first line because of a lot of side effects that is associated, plus root of administration is parenteral, so that is also a roadblock. So CML guys, it should be on your tips, right? You cannot lose that one mark from CML. Coming to the next disorder guys, it is cochidoidal meningitis. Right, so cochidoidal meningitis, guys, remember drug of choice is oral fluconazole. Oral fluconazole, uh, fluconazole is the drug of choice. Now remember, for most of the endemic mycosis, the drug of choice is atraconazole, except for meningitis where we prefer fluconazole, right? If the patient does not respond to fluconazole in cochidoidal meningitis, I can use some other azoles like atraconazole, voriconazole, posaconazole. The fifth and the last one guys for today it is cold agglutinin disease now cold agglutinin disease if they ask you single best drug of choice your answer undoubtedly would be a monoclonal antibody now i want you guys to think which monoclonal antibody could it be and register it in your brain now let us see if it matches 
with what I'm gonna say here. Guys, the rug of choice is Rituximab, anti-CD20 monoclonal antibody Rituximab. But if we want to use a regimen, the preferred regimen is Rituximab plus Bendamustine. Rituximab plus Bendamustine is the regimen of choice and an alternative to Rituximab Bendamustine is Botezomib. Proteasome inhibitor Botezomib can also be used. Nevertheless, the most important fact you need to remember here, drug of choice, cold agglutinin disease is Rituximab. So guys, that's all today in the section of drug of choice and we have now moved on to our last section where I discuss one of your doubts, right? And today, I picked up a doubt that is that has been asked by a couple of students and that is sir what to do on the last day that is just before the exam so guys previously i used to tell students to revise uh, the volatile subjects like pharma micro and biochemistry three subjects i used them to revise just flip through their pages but not today not now why because times have changed and changing times ask for change in our approach. So what is that it has changed in the current scenario? See guys, let me tell you something about the NET board, right? The NBE. It is the body that organizes a NEET exam as well as MCI screening test. And not only that, it is supposedly the body which would be organizing the next as well. So going by the last MCI screening examination, it seems they have already started preparation for the next and marking a shift gradually. So guys, going by the recently concluded MCA exam, in this year NEET exam, you do need to expect a lot of images, clinically based questions with a lot of images. So it would be my advice from now on, you start to collect, make a collection of images, X-rays, CT scans, MRIs, microbes, instruments, procedures, pathology slides. So all of these, they would, uh, you know, have a huge chunk of questions on these things will be asked in this unit exam. So you need to have a collection and you need to frequently revise as well as on the last day of exam, it is prudent to revise only these collection of images because, because then you can revise them on the last day before the exam and this will increase a chance of scoring high on this image based questions where many students will falter but your scoring by at least one to two or three marks will make a hell lot of a difference guys so that is what i i think guys would be prudent keeping in mind the current scenario and see always the last day according to me the last day before the exam we always should do something different. So at least I can solve two to three questions more, I mean, positive way, if I would not have done that. So this is my advice, guys. And uh, that's all for today, guys. If you have any specific concern, doubt like this uh, to your preparation, you can let me know in the comment box and I'll be more than happy to incorporate your doubts in one of my farmcasts. So that's all for today, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. This was Dr. Ranjan.